1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Unlikely Leadership with Audrey. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about complaining and leadership. And before we jump into this, You can join our community, our private community with Pete Carroll, myself, and the other hosts of Amplify Voices at 310-582-5216. Just text us and you'll be part of the community. 310-582-5216. Join. Okay, let's just jump into this episode where we're going to be talking about complaining. If you knew me personally... I, I would imagine even though you don't know me and you listen to these episodes, this is going to make complete sense to you. But if you know me personally, you know very well that one of my top five pet peeves, period, is people who complain all the time. I cannot stand it. And I'm going to tell you, one of the things when you have a pet peeve, when you have a strong reaction to behavior as unacceptable um, is you wind up doing it yourself. And that's just one of those things in the phrase what you resist persists, what you avoid expands, has more pressure on it, all of those things. So it is important I know that. I know that through all my years of training and leadership. I know all the years of uh, coaching and executive coaching. I mean, I have so much experiencing that. It's, it's like one of those things. It's just, yep, know it. So what I do for myself, because I'm human, of course I'm going to complain, is I have pretty much a daily, especially weekly audit where I reflect on all my conversations, not just the one I'm with the team, but also my sidebar one-on-ones um, with the team, with my peers with everyone. Just run that conversation over again. Did you feel good about it? What didn't work? What worked? Whenever I do this daily, weekly audit, one of the things I look for, have I missed complaining about something? And inevitably, there's something there, but I go to it, I rectify it. That's a tricky thing. The other part were for ourselves, for leaders, that we could, you know, miss out on the complaining is the complaining we do quietly, anonymously, inside our head to ourselves. If you're constantly complaining about your team being insufficient, or certain people being insufficient, or you being, oh, Audrey, you big dumb dumb. why did you do that? You know, things like that, that we just, by habit, we go through, We we just throw dirt all over the place inside our head, and then we process it out, and then we make better decisions once it comes out of our mouth, it's really important to immediately start to intervene in those internal dialogues. They are damaging. So I'm going to go through a few of the reasons why complaining is incredibly damaging as a habit, be it in your head or on, on, on your team. What to do about it okay so first thing is just like i was saying for us as leaders having those silent killer conversations inside our head it, it it doesn't seem like it's causing any damage i didn't say it out loud i didn't say those things out loud i'm saying in my head and a lot of times you might say to yourself a lot of times hey when i get tough with myself in my head that's what motivates you i would say to you find another way to get motivated because complaining It doesn't just damage your energy, it actually damages you, your body, your mental capacity. So when you complain, your body releases a stress hormone called cortisol. And all that extra cortisol released by constantly complaining impairs your immune system. It makes you more susceptible to high cholesterol, diabetes, heart disease, and obesity, it also makes us more vulnerable to strokes. How horrifically shocking is that? That's complaining. Don't get your motivation from complaining. Why would somebody want, and I, I do understand it because I spent many, many years in this way of being tough on myself and just braiding myself internally and then going for it or picking coaches like that even that were super, I would even say, be really tough on me Uh, No, thank you. I don't need that anymore. The world has enough toughness out there. I like support these days. Thanks. Um, To myself as well. So if I, I, that's a a really important part that I audit for is, am I doing that to myself? The second thing that's very damaging is, if you do complain out out loud, if you are someone who does this, and I'm going to tell you I know it's a bit woo-woo, but even if you never complain out loud, but you do it internally, you're still creating that kind of energy. You don't get to escape things that are behind the closed veil, even if that closed veil is your skull. So you want to really understand that as a leader, your behavior, even if it's latent behavior, even if it's something people never, never see, it does have effect on your team's morale and inevitably you will find that they pick up that behavior even if it's not so obvious to you that they're picking up on it. So number two is you affect the team. And number three is the team around you complaining. If you have a team that's now complaining, you have to radically do something about that because complaining, as we all know, takes time, it takes up mental and emotional resources and it creates division on the team. Inevitably, your complaining isn't just about systems. Inevitably, your complaining is gonna be assigned to a human being. And it might even be you as the leader. Uh, so that's that's something that, of course, immediately clean up. But you've gotta clean up that complaining because it does take people's attention and what it inevitably does is it causes a huge stall in productivity. I mean, really damaging. So complaining will sort of branch off and become gossip and create a toxic culture. Complaining will um, get in the way of people being uh, self-reliant and self-generative and innovative. And complaining will actually damage the well-being of your team. So what you want to do, and here's a few recommendations for getting out of complaining if you um, have distinguished that, ooh, that is something that happens a lot. is first and foremost, if it's happening with you, which is the first place you've got to eradicate it, okay? Because I'm going to tell you, I sincerely doubt your team is complaining if you've now got a culture that has a lot of complaining in it, and then you are, you know, devoid of any complaining. I don't think so. It it always happens where us as leaders end up having, um, like I said, even in places where it is covert in our lives, it still gets on the team, so to speak. So you want to really have that complaining eradicated. And I would take on really just the way you would do anything, the way you'd stop smoking or the way that you would eat more fruits and vegetables. What do you do? Put it in your schedule. You confront it. You do shopping. You prepare for it. You follow up with it. If you go off course, you rectify yourself like anything. Takes 21 days, they say, to create a habit or undo a habit. Then I would lay out a 21-day complaining-free habit, and. And typically when you take something away, you want to put something in its place. So what I would say is you take on 21-day habit. You openly share it with the team. I, When I try to take on something, I love sharing it with the team because they become accountability buddies and it inspires them to see that you're always in a place of growing and it'll inspire them to potentially take it on and also to see the difference. You follow through with it. You do it. You share what it took. You get to the other side. You feel more light and free. You're coming up with greater ideas because you're not just bogged down by this complaining and those super high cortisol levels. And what you'll find is the team's like, "Huh, I think I want to do this too. I notice the difference. I notice you feel lighter or happier. Our meetings are different. They're going to notice. And this is wonderful because there's so much to grow, on once you're, grow in and once you're a team. So What do you replace it with? You replace it with gratitude. So when you say, I'm gonna eliminate complaining and replace it with what I'm grateful for, what you start to do is you really start to create this condition that anything's possible. There's so much available. And what you pay attention to will grow. What you pay attention to will grow. If you pay attention to complaining, guess what happens? Breakdowns will become more breakdowns. If you pay attention to what you're grateful for, then things that you're grateful for will come more into existence. It's just the nate, it's scientific. It's just basic 101. So when you do that, like I said, if you take away something, your brain and everything it's so used to, it's going to want to go back to it. But if you fill it with something else and the brain has a reaction to it, it'll go, oh, I'm kind of enjoying this. I'm thinking to do this gratitude thing more often. So that's the first thing. Handle it with yourself. Handle it publicly. Share with people. Share the breakdowns. Oh, I caught myself complaining for a whole hour before I caught myself. But I went into this. This is what I did. And here was the outcome. Boom. The second thing is you want to do a line of demarcation conversation. That's what I call it. It's when I don't just bring up something with the team that's like, hey, we really need to work on this. That's different. When I say, this must end, that's a line of demarcation conversation. And I want to declare it as one. I want to handle it like one, which means it might take a few conversations if it's really gnarly in the culture to be able to say, everybody stop something that I've noticed. You take responsibility first for yourself as a leader, maybe that you were doing it, that you've done it a few times, you thought it was okay, but now it's become a condition in the culture. But you, you don't point any fingers. That's kind of a version of complaining, if you will. But you just say, this is now in our culture. I want to take it out of our culture. You can mention some of the things that I mentioned in terms of the well-being impact, the productivity impact. Eventually, people are going to be unhappy there and leave, and you're going to wonder Why? Um, So you say all that, and then you can institute this practice, like I said, about, you know, let's switch complaining for what we're grateful for. You can, a lot of times with my teams, what I've done when we've been in really kind of tough, people are unhappy kind of situations, I do Gratitude Friday, where each person goes around. If it's a small team and can say, if it's a really small team, you can all say something that you're grateful for for the other person Uh, around for everybody. If it's a larger team, then Everybody can pick one person. And what you do is you set up and say, let's make sure that if somebody really came through for the team, not everybody's acknowledging that one person, that you acknowledge somebody who's unexpected, kind of you have to really look for it. It's a good practice because the obvious things that you would acknowledge, um, or kind of prevalent for everybody. But when you have to start to dig and be like, wow, my gosh, I can't think of anything. Let me really, really look. Then you have to look for nuances of experiences. And that's when you really start to expand your mind to really truly see people because you're really looking for information. So that's my input around complaining and breaking up a complaining culture and moving through creating a new habit of gratitude. And I'm going to tell you this episode might sound super simple and simplistic but you want to take something that's super super simple and and find out how extraordinary the outcome is going to be try this which I just went through you're going to find and do like a six-month run do it for do it for a month for those 21 days keep it alive for six months I want you to mark everything in your current team, what they're capable of, what they're doing. Really take this to heart. Get on the other side of six months, and I want you to write out everything that became available through that. The feelings, the emotions, maybe attracting new types of people that you didn't think you were gonna work with. closed more deals, more fulfilling experience. People started really opening up. People got along that never got along before. You're gonna just countless countless intangible, intangible results. I'm telling you, Audrey promises you, you come back and tell us how that worked. Okay, so that's complaining and leadership. Again, you can join our community uh, texting us at 310-582-5216.